Hello, this is Billy Moon. Thanks for tuning to my podcast. The main purpose of starting this series is to pick the brains of other talented, interesting people, what their dream goals are, their fears, their successes, and their failures. I also love connecting good people to other gatekeepers to achieve their dreams. So bear with my interview skills, if any, and dive into the stills of life. Here we go. I'm sitting here with Amia Serrano. Mm-hmm. Did I pronounce it right? You did. I mean, Serrano is fine. Serrano. <laughs> Serrano, yeah. Thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's wonderful to meet you. I've always, always wanted to like pick the brain of a stylist, a mm-hmm. fashion stylist for many years now. Your clan, so to speak, are <laughs> very hard to reach out to and like actually start a dialogue more mm. than like makeup artists and hair. Mm. Do you find that to be true? No. Well, you're, you're very kind. Um, <laughs> and you've been doing this for over 10 years yeah right? yeah and you're from new york no i'm from but north county in... san diego but i've okay. lived in new york you yeah. lived in new york how long did you live there for about three years oh, okay yeah. what was that like it was good Jeez. the fashion is definitely different than la i mean new york is where i started styling at so i mean and that's, that's like the, that's like the top of the top exactly right? To start yeah. right away yeah yeah would you say that's like good training i guess oh I mean, definitely yeah, the Definitely. grind is, I'm guessing, aggressive or fast. and I wouldn't say aggressive, it's fast. New York has this vibe where you're out there and you, you want to grind. You want to yeah. network. You want to be out there. You want to do more. You want to connect with people versus... So you only go home to sleep, basically. Yeah, and change. Yeah. If you're, <laughs> you're going to go right. to like... Shower. Yeah, yeah. if you're going to go to like an event or something later on that night. You know, right. versus like L.A. where it's you kind of start getting lazy in a way. You're just it's yeah. the vibe is different. It's more relaxed, more laid back yeah. than New York. How much was rent? I was paying a one bedroom. Whoa. One bath in Queens, Briarwood, Queens for 1350 at the time. Was that good? Oh, that was really good. And enough space? Oh, more than enough space. You didn't have to sleep standing up or anything? No. Nothing like that? <laughs> no. And my bedroom even had mirrors like on the closet doors. I had a, a big closet, by the way, too. Wow. Yeah. You lucked out then. Yeah. And I had a linen closet. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Did you have a rooftop or? Um, No, there was no rooftop. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was no rooftop. Mm-mm. Well, free water. Yeah. Okay. Now, there's a there's a big stereotype. Like, New York is like a very, like, can be scary and dangerous. I mean, that wasn't for you? No. Oh, that's nice. I always was a fan of New York. You look like it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean I look like it? You look like a New Yorker. I mean, oh, just... I do. Well, I have family out there, too. Oh, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, my dad's side of the family is out there. Oh, that I helps. mean, I didn't see him all the time, but... Um, a family of gangsters it was... and cops. <laughs> no. Um, what? The movies are all... That, that's all they say. No, I'm not Italian. <laughs> oh, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. What was your big breakthrough? Uh, as a stylist out there. there yeah out there i got contacted by the producer of a show called una on music choice do you remember i i feel like the channels are still on music no. choice channels they're they're no. just music channels so they had a tv show on there okay and um it was called una and artists would come on like an a-list yeah okay. yeah it was really cool meeting them and some of them would perform why did they contact you yeah it was actually through linkedin oh yeah it was through linkedin um the producer 
had contacted me about coming in and talking about possibly styling their host and um and you don't know this guy it was a girl girl sorry no i didn't know any of them i didn't even know they had a tv show on there okay yeah so it was pretty it was a huge blessing for sure um so she contacted me on linkedin we set up a a day to meet i went in and met with her we did a trial run through a show to just see how it all works and to see if i'll actually get it and it went really good and i was put on contract with them for a few months Uh, as a stylist yeah as a stylist with the for the host yeah Wow. Was that fun? It was really fun. But it started taking up a lot of my time. I was also working a full-time job, which is how I got to New York. Whoa. Yeah. I I had a government job working for the Department of Justice, working full-time. Thankfully, I was able to transfer my position that I was working for. What were you doing there? What were you doing? I was working at a laboratory. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hunting down terrorists, right? No. (laughs) No. I was working at a as a program assistant at the time. How a lot of paperwork. Yeah, it was. It's a lot of paperwork. Yeah. Just a lot of admin work. Yeah, and that's, that's um, your front. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was a lot of admin work. I started off there, and then um, I was eventually the lab director's assistant. So I went back, and then that's where a lot of my styling took off because that's when I got. I was interning. I started doing my own shoots on the side. Mm. Um, on days where I wasn't working. But when I got the opportunity to work with Music Choice, I started to have to use my vacation time Mm. because we were shooting during the week and I worked Monday through Friday, 40 hours a week. So I was using vacation time. I started using sick time. (laughs) Well, you got a lot of days off. And then I started using so much of it that I was running out. So I had to do leave without pay. But thankfully, working on the show, I was getting paid. Pretty well? Yeah, it was pretty well. Yeah. So were you, you kept the lab job and the, and the show job. Were you like still conflicted about which one do I choose? Oh, yes. So because it got down to that because I started getting so busy with the show. But I was like, okay with that. You know what I mean? Did they but, extend your your term? No, I was only there for a few months. Yeah. 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 yeah it's our decision, right? Because after that few months, what do I do? I was working so much with them that it got to a point with, my regular job where my boss he was really cool about it everyone knew what i did on the side they knew i was into fashion they knew i was a stylist yeah um they're very supportive on it but it got to a point where he was like hey you know i don't mind you um going part-time if you need to and that was very rare going part-time because that's a full-time position Mm -hmm. it was very nice of him um he was a really cool boss really cool to work for but it was also scary for me because it's such a secure job. And I was exactly. in my 20s having benefits, working at DOJ. Exactly. Like, and I can move up if I wanted to. I would just need yeah. to stay there a little longer and just work towards that. Just focus on that. But I was so into my yeah. styling and I'm in my 20s. I'm in New York, like yeah. fashion weeks. Like, That's, you know what I you mean? need the money. Yeah. 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 So I was, it was really hard. And another coworker of mine it got to a point where I was sitting there one day and I'm just like, oh, I, I really got to think about this. And, you know, I was asking her, like, well, I don't know what to do. Like, what do I do? Like, literally started crying because I was like, this is so hard. This is such a good job. And but I feel like I'm going to have to resign because I really want to, you know, just style full time. And so I ended up taking that that leap of faith and I resigned not too long after the contract had ended with the show. Mm. 
and then I was stuck there like, okay, now what do I do? Back to zero. Yeah, and the struggle was real. How bad? You almost moved out? Oh, no, I ended up moving out. (laughs) I ended up moving back to California. You know, till this day, I don't regret it. Yeah. I was just at a at that time I wasn't I wasn't the best with like budgeting. I yeah. wasn't thinking about future. I wasn't thinking about savings. I was yeah. so in the moment. When you're in your twenties, yeah, you're you're not supposed to be good at that. No, you can make mistakes. Like it's okay. Like yeah. I feel like even now thirties are the new twenties, you're still learning. I've you know, I'm thirty seven. I feel like I'm now getting into the stage of like me knowing what I want as a stylist, like yeah. the jobs I want to want to do that I'll take, the Contracts. kind of people that I want to. Yeah, it's yeah. like terms. This, all exactly. That stuff. Yeah. You learn along the way. And that was a huge learning experience with money because I was yeah. sitting here like getting paid for styling. And then I have my full time job like I was doing pretty well. And I'm yeah. not saying it to boast. It was more of like, again, you're in your 20s and you're making all this money. Yeah, you're just yeah, like, yeah. no, I'm fine. I'm you're fine. I'm not complacent. Right I'm there. shopping. I'm going to brunches. Yeah. I'm going to whole, out. I'm taking cabs and now. not my metro. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a very, very good experience. And I don't regret it because both jobs were really good. They were really good. And I I still keep in touch with some of the people I used to work with. Oh, that's nice. Too. So it's like, you know, there's no bad blood there. But it was it was really it was a cool experience. Sounds like a nice group of mature people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was a cool experience. And I would have never gotten that if I didn't take that leap of faith. And then when did you move to here? Around 2014, I moved back to California. And and you, I continued styling. What would you say to like young stylists about like the difference between East Coast and West Coast like fashion? New York is more editorial. Uh-huh. It's more high fashion. Sure. And LA is more commercial. Throughout your journey, did you ever feel like quitting? Oh, so many times. Yeah. And it's usually when there's no work coming in. Yeah. Or you start comparing yourself to people and like... Because you start to feel like every other yeah. person is a stylist. Yeah. And you just feel like you're not good because you're not getting hired or you're not getting paid or... Yeah. Nowadays, it's like you don't feel you're that good because you don't have the the clout, like the followers. You don't... Before blue Ugh. check marks were easy to get, <laughs> everyone count. was like, get the check mark, get the check mark, you know? So... Does that really matter? No. It doesn't. Right. I mean, your website's there. That's the best curated gallery presentation you but can But see, give. no one does that anymore. Back then, it was I like, know. you need you need a website. And it then now it's crazy. like, what's your Instagram? What's your Instagram? Do you have Instagram? Yeah. What's your Instagram? <laughs> I'm like, look, lady. That's I, the first thing is like, what's your Instagram? It's yeah. it's not what's your website so I can see your portfolio. I don't like it. The website is the best presentation you can offer. I agree. Right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, hello. It's also a website. It's like you you specifically designed it to, you know, to direct the, your viewers' eyes. And, you know, there's a new aesthetic about it. But And it's you're like, just focused on the work when you go to someone's website. I try to encourage my guy friends, like, you know, the, the way you dress really does matter, you know. whether Whether you're single or taken but I think self-presentation is very key. Yeah, you do have an obligation to look your best, but still, you know, maintain who you are. Exactly. I, I, I don't want people to think like... Don't dress fake. It's Yeah, it's yeah. not all about looks. Like, I don't want people to... It's not? Like... <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. You're blowing my mind. I know. It's so contradicting in my 
in my Hello, line of we're work. In, uh, we're, in, we're in LA. It's all about looks. <laughs> it is. It is. In LA, no, I'm sorry. Go on. it's it, unfortunately. It's not about it looks. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You're trying to get to what's the difference between presentation and arrogance. Why should or shouldn't your own Like if you want to wear some sweats, like go for it. I don't want people to feel like they have to be camera ready all the time. Like just do you, but but be clean. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's it's hard. Like look approachable. Like <laughs> at least care a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice way of saying it. Yeah, like at least care a little it's bit. It's not passive aggressive. It's like Don't like feel like life is all about what you look like cuz it's not. It's def- yeah. it definitely starts with the the inside for sure. Right. And it could, you know what? That could spill out into the outside. Sure. You could see again an appearance. It's like a first um yeah, it's, first it's, impression. Yeah, it's every it's it, it matters. It yeah. 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 Okay, thank you for that. I don't know how stylists operate. I think it's a it's an incredible like procedure and there's protocol about pulling looks. So, do you feel like when you're starting out, do you have to feel this pressure, I guess, to like buy a bunch of clothes and then start from there? It starts with what the client is looking for and then you'll know if these are things you can only purchase in stores or you already have uh-huh. um, contacts like okay. showroom or designer contacts that you can reach out to okay. for yeah, these yeah. things. And then some projects have budget, some don't mm. for wardrobe, meaning to go purchase. So for instance, a showroom's not going to let you pull for another brand's campaign. Uh, tell us what showrooms are. Uh, so showrooms are uh, places that hold, that do marketing and press for brands, all sorts of brands. It can range from jewelry to clothes to shoes to mm-hmm. bags. To to rent, right? As a Um, no. When I say pool, when stylists pool, that that means to um use that showroom stuff in exchange for publicity, in exchange for having it on this influencer who has millions of followers who's gonna tag that brand or having it in this in the cover of a magazine uh-huh. so it can showcase that brand better or put it on this so it's almost like trade for photos but for more exposure it's for, exposure well, yeah both sides but then okay. there's some where it's like you have to rent it yeah you know it's just a rental showroom and the nicer brands you have to rent uh it's usually the higher end yeah yeah mm-hmm. and showrooms have that available not all Okay. Yeah. So you're some are like showrooms you can pull from, and others are rental showrooms specifically okay. for renting. Do they also charge insurance? No. No. Mm-mm. They'll ha- hold. They'll have your information on file, like a credit card on file. What happens if the clothes get damaged? That's why they have a credit card on and they'll file. They'll charge you like a million dollars. Yeah. Whatever costs of that. Regardless of the brand and design, you're, it's on you. Um. It's always on us. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's always on us. It's not on the production team. It's not on the models or the client. It's it's on us because it's in our hands. We're in agreement with that showroom that we're responsible for anything that happens to that item. And if it does, you have my credit card on file and you have every right to charge it. Mm. If something if it gets stolen or if it gets damaged, but it's also something you speak with with the showroom about it mm-hmm. as soon as it happens. They're not it's not going to happen. They're like, "All right, charge." They're going to be like, "Okay, well, this is how much it costs. Um, so we're going to have to so charge you this So there's a deposit fee first? No, there's no deposit. Oh, okay. Well, I take that back. There's Some showrooms do require Sorry. a hold. 
on your okay. credit card, sure, the charge doesn't go through Until. unless nothing is brought back. Okay. And then there's others where they just have a card on file just in case nothing gets brought back. Okay. Of course, things are damaged. Okay, so it's pretty similar with me renting camera gear and yeah, know, same procedure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So with showrooms, are you all, you're also competing with other stylists for to have like first grab? Does that happen? That happens with the luxury brands. Only luxury brands? Yeah. Well. Okay. Definitely luxury brands off top because you're requesting specific looks that were on the runway. And look three may be already taken for another person. You know what right. I mean? So I can't get look three. But what if your client wants that same look and you and it's unavailable? What do you do? You just got to figure else? it out. Figure something out. Yeah. Figure something oh. out. It can be stressful. Yeah. It's a rat race, huh? Yeah. Here. But then other showrooms um, that carry other brands, not the luxury brands. I think it'd be easier to just explain the process of, say I get hired for an editorial with an actress, okay? Yeah. And All right. I, this is good. I want to I want to learn. Okay. So T tell me the whole timeline. Okay. So they're going to reach out to me. They're going to say, "Hey, my client, we're going to shoot her for the cover of whatever magazine." Yeah. Um here's the pull letter. A pull letter is something that the magazine gives you letting the showrooms know like, "Yes, for a fact this person is shooting on this day for this magazine for this issue." Does that mean And Amia is the, the stylist. Editor in chief? Yes. Writes a letter. Yes. Well, so let's say Vanity Fair writes a letter yes. for you. Yes. They email it to the showroom? No, they email it to the stylist. Okay. They'll so either email, email it to, to the stylist directly or to the publicist to give to the stylist. Okay. And then that's what we use as okay. proof that we really are shooting with this person for this magazine for this issue. Do you have to be a signed stylist or unsigned? No, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Mm -mm. Okay. Doesn't matter. So you present they, it to them. Yeah. So they give me that pool letter and then they also give me a mood board or they send images of like the concept they're going for. And then that's when I know what showrooms to go to. Oh. That's when I look through my contacts like, oh, what showrooms are carrying this kind of. And by that point, you've already established some friendships with the yeah, showroom yeah. people, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is very important. Yeah. You got to butter them up. Not butter them up. I would say like you're it's like you're kind of selling <laughs> selling your job meaning like yeah hey you really want to lend to me because i'm shooting with this person for this magazine so it's kind of like right, you're, right. you're selling it That'll for them to say yes them. exactly yeah. and so then like, they can tell you yes or no some mm. will either not respond they just won't get back to you and it's always a stylist being like hey circling back circling back and some just never get back to you and you're like okay i guess that's a no and but then you, then you tell them like I'm styling Jessica Chastain, so it depends on the showroom mm. and the brands you're requesting too. So I'll reach out and then they'll tell me either yes or no. Or they just won't get back to me, and some will say one. You know, some showrooms you're like, hey, I just want to go in and look around. Other showrooms you're like, hey, I specifically want to pull from these brands. And how I know what brands they have. It could be from their lookbooks that they're constantly sending out to their roster of stylists who always pull. Mm. Or you can look on their Instagrams oh. and see who they're carrying now. Okay. And then you just let them know like, hey, I'm trying to pull for this, for this magazine, for this person, but I want to pull from XYZ brands. And they could say yes or no. Uh, sorry, yes or no. Or they can say, you can pull from this brand, but not the other two. Or okay. they might say, hey, we're just going to pass at this time. 
Well, when they say you could pull from this brand, but not these two, what, what do you do? You either talk them into letting you pull or you oh. can ask for. Um, you lure them with sweets. Like some just, you know, something or you can just move on and like ask if they have other brands that are similar. But you kind of unless it's a piece like you really, really, really want, you're going to try and do that. But for me, it's like, OK, I'll just move on and try and find some similar stuff with another brand. You don't slip them a hundred dollar bill. And no. Just be like, I need that. I need that jacket. No, but you know, there's there's times where a stylist is like, no, I really, really, really want this. Mm. Or there's times where you, you're requesting items and they're like, oh, another stylist has it out. Let me see if I can see if they'll get it back before then. Do most of these jobs give you adequate time to prep? Some do, some don't. So the one I was I was put on a project. They called me. Let's just say the shoot was on Thursday. They called me Tuesday night and we're like, <laughs> we need X amount of looks for two different magazines. But they were willing to pay. And a lot of times editorials don't pay. These magazines won't pay. No, a lot of them don't. And if they do, it's very little compared to a campaign or a music video. But you did those anyway for exposure. This client in particular they they paid pretty well for it being last minute which is nice some publicists will actually they'll understand you have ones that understand they're like i get it i'm willing to pay this much i know it's last minute oh, there's others that are like here will you do it for this much and you know this is making my expect heart you race. to do a lot and just because it's that person but do you have an assistant i have a roster of people i'll reach out to okay yeah to help me out when and i need how does them. that work you just offer them a day rate and this is what you have to do for me some assistants already have a set rate and I'll keep that in mind when I do reach out to them. And then sure. others, um, I'll have a certain budget allotted for that mm -hmm. project. And I'll say, hey, are you willing to do it for this much? I'll need you for these days or just this day or just for returns or for pickups. And then they can tell me yes or no. Like film production, you get a little bit more cash because of distance. Does that also apply in your world? Like when you say distance, what like do you let's mean say that? you live here, but the job is 33 miles away oh no i've never okay so it's a pretty mm -hmm. flat day rate and yeah yeah that all applies into the traveling yeah unless they fly you out somewhere obviously they better pay you for that oh yeah i don't think they're gonna sit there and be like well have we you wanna, done that we want to no you know what i haven't oh i that's soon soon yes thank you me too. Soon, me too. soon i want a, i want a country to like hire me to like come to them you know, you know? like that's, just that's when you know shoot, you made it just shoot that nice campaign on that exotic location yeah, in Ibiza or something yeah like, like just, listen there's a stylist amia like we would love to like work with you okay so next time we get on a podcast we'll say remember when we were talking about shooting yeah I ended up and look going where we to, are now yeah i ended up going to we're so in so espana we're in mexico now yeah. we're now we're yeah. in uh, turkey yeah. or whatever yeah oh, i man. haven't yet it's always been where yes. i'm at i've never had to travel outside of the country for work before yet yet right that's yeah. the key you got to keep saying that yeah yeah you have to like kind of be a little delusional and believe in yourself that it could manifest. I'm a woman of faith. I'm a Christian. So, you know, oh, good. God, he'll he'll come through for you. He'll come through for you. Yeah. When you're ready, he'll come through for you. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> I've been ready. Like his timing is perfect. It's it's and I feel like that's when anxiety and stress kicks in when we're like, we need it now. And when uh, are we going to yeah, get it? But know, it's, it's all a matter of like trust and faith and yeah. just know that. God's got it you. Culturally applies here because people just want results. They Fast. don't they don't care about yeah. process. 
Yeah. They don't care about your process. Like what you have to go through to get these. No. Looks. And a lot of them don't know the product. Like just our want job. The clothes laid out. Yeah. No, they assume we have this lavish closet. Not saying some stylists okay. don't. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Let's talk about the misconceptions of a stylist. Okay, so one is having just anything and everything you can think of for a shoot in our own closet. <laughs> of every single brand in the yeah, entire world. Yeah, like we don't. Like I personally don't. Like I have a kit, but that's not even huge in itself. I'll be honest. I'm a very minimalist person, so my closet has been dwindling, but I'm okay with that. Plot twist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What you else? Know, what are other misconceptions? Maybe like, that our job just starts on the day of the shoot. I feel like no. they think we already have the stuff and then we shoot. You just show and up. And then that's it. When with a rack? They, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like they don't know that our job starts as soon as you say you're booked for this day. We have to start researching what brands to reach out to, what showrooms to reach out to. Yeah. You need how the we want to put looks together. To exactly. And then. That's the reaching out part is just yeah. sending out all those emails and then um, scheduling pickups and, you know, hiring assistants. So they help you with some of those pickups and then you need to prep the looks. And then there's times where you have to get things shipped. So you need to make sure that you reached out to them in time so that when it gets shipped to you, you oh get God. it in time. That is not anxiety even if, reducing. You know, it's <laughs> even if it's um, shipping lagging, gets delayed. Yeah, it gets delayed. Ship, yeah. It gets stolen. Yeah. Lost. Yeah. So it's like it's before. And then even when we wrap, it doesn't end there. We wrap that day of the shoot, but guess what? We got to go home and we got to do the opposite of what we were doing when we started. And that's just getting everything back, making sure everything. Like it never happened. Exactly. Yeah, clean, intact. Exactly, exactly. And then yeah. start all over again with the next that's project. That's good. People need to hear this. Yeah. So it, it takes some time. What makes a stylist good? Knowing body types. Okay. Knowing skin tones. Um, I say those things because you need to know what kind of jeans to put on a girl who has a pear-shaped body versus a model that is just going to fit in a sample size. Okay, so when you're working with an agency model, what do you demand from through the agency or the photographer, like digitals and books? I don't demand any books or digital. Well, the only thing I, I ask for is an image of what they look like with their, their sizes. Okay. Another thing that makes a stylist good is thinking on your feet. Yeah. And that, that comes in handy when, A, you get put on to a shoot last minute and you need to oh. off top already have people in the back of your head that you can reach out to for it's it. stressing me out. Or B, you're on set and nothing is working. Oh my gosh. Nothing is fitting or working. Has or that, that person's just not feeling it. Yes, it's happened, but you just got to make it work. So thinking on your feet for sure. Hold on. That's way easier said than done. How did, you, <laughs> how did you do it? And it's usually not the models. It's the clients that are like the influencers or the actors or actresses. It's usually them that are kind of set in their ways. They're not feeling it that morning. Why is my coffee cold? It's just the most random. And again, like we were talking about before we got on the podcast, like it's just yeah. all internal. It's like what they're battling when they get on set that day. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they have. And it's just dealing with, knowing how to deal with them. And like yeah. I said before, just having that patience and work, just working with them and just working with what you got. Mm. You just have to make it work. Because you're all there for the greater picture, which is, yeah, you know, yeah. these amazing images. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's had like those really hard clients. So it's nice to have support from the rest of the team that see you struggling with that client. Because they oh, see it too, you know. They're not sitting yeah. here like, no, it's your fault. 
as a stylist, you should know. No, there's been times where a client would request specific style of items and I brought those things and she was like, I don't want this style. But it was more of like... But it matched the mood board. No, it's what you wanted though. You specifically told me sleeveless and now you're saying you don't want sleeveless. But that's what you told me. Then what happened? Just got to make it work. You got her to put it on? Yeah. We found some other stuff on the rack that could work. Gosh. But also it's it's not wanting you you shouldn't internalize it. Wow. And that's why I'm saying you get support from the rest of the team, especially the publicists, because they're like, it's not you. Trust me, it's not you. When something difficult like that happens on set, do is it usually the photographer that kind of tries to like mediate and calm things down? In my experience, yeah. Yeah. No, actually, photographer and the publicist. But what if there's no publicist? It's usually the photographer. Yeah, because yeah. he's directing and all that. Yeah. Okay. He or she. Sorry. They see through the lens. They know what's going to be shot, and that helps. You know. And we're not yeah. trying to butter him up and lie because we're really not lying. I like gen. I you know I'm an honest person, so I genuinely will be like, no, you really look good, and that's when it's just something that person is just dealing if with they didn't, internally. Would you tell them? I would try something else. Like, this isn't working. Let's try yeah, this. Yeah, I wouldn't put him in something. Because that's my work, too, you know? But you also have different opinions on set. So, like, say the photographer likes this red coat on the actor. But let's say you disagree. I would let them know, like, I don't like it with this. But if you really want that coat, I can change this to make it mm -hmm. work. Or shoot both. Or shoot, shoot both for him, and shoot see for you. Exactly. Yeah. That could work. Or we can just long. shoot in a different area. I haven't had issues like that with a photographer. No. Oh. Have you ever, have you yourself like snapped or exploded on set? No. From high stress, nothing? No. Okay. Mm -mm. Who's the worst person you worked with? <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to name name. I'm not going to go there. Okay. Yeah. Is that person canceled? No, they're not canceled. They're still working, but yeah. it's me telling myself I won't work with that person again. Okay. That person's just not for me. Not every stylist is for every client. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite? Do I have a favorite stylist? Whose um, career do you want? Whose career do I want? Yeah, I think it's okay to answer that. Everyone's kind of like in their own groove. I want to, I admire some stylists. You okay. know, I admire their work. Let's go there. Okay. Christine Centenera. She's a fashion editor. What kind of fashion would you say your style is? Minimalistic. Okay. With an edge. I like mixing highs and lows. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like highs and lows. Do you have favorite colors? I don't. You don't? Well, black for sure, but... Yeah, I see that. I, <laughs> I can barely see you. <laughs> <laughs> I like black. I mean, I love color too, but I don't have a favorite. Okay. I don't know. It's, Just depends on the project, I guess. Depends on the project. Depends on the mood I'm in, like what I feel like wearing, you know. Just depends. Um, but black for sure. In the time of like the Me Too movement, mm -hmm. um, I can't believe it's been five freaking years already. Yeah. Maybe more. Did you witness anything like despicable like that? No, not personally. Oh, mm -hmm. that's good. Yeah. Okay. Would you want to keep working for yourself for the rest of your life or do you want to run your own like team? Having a, a set team, I definitely want to keep building my clientele. Do you have a specific field of clients that you really dig? Right now, it's been a lot of just brands. 
the oh, cool. teams for brands has okay. been a lot of fun. The creativity is still there. Mm. You're so, you're also in charge with jewelry, right? Like, like I have to pull, yeah, everything styling, that involves yeah. an outfit. Everything yeah. that goes on a model. Jewelry, like accessories, everything. shoes, okay. clothes, even bags. Yeah. Oh, bags. Mm-hmm. Oh, I figure there's like a, I don't know, like a prop master or something. That would be for stuff that's like around the model. Okay. Like a, a bed or a desk or a chair, something that's she's not physically holding. Although there's been times where they hold a prop, but mm-hmm. as a stylist, the only prop that would be would be the bag or, you know, anything she's wearing. Okay. Or a hat, too. Do you yourself want to be an editor in chief? For my own magazine? No. But for a magazine, I'm not opposed to it. Could that be fun? Or it yeah. sounds like high stress. Yeah. I mean, every. Every project comes with its own stress, uh-huh. but I know what I what kind of projects I'd rather take on versus others for sure. I mean, after when you first come into styling, you're you want to do it all, right? You're going to you're going to try everything, and I encourage every upcoming stylist or any, you know, future stylist that's thinking of getting into it, try it all out and see what you like and then find your niche and then go from there. And I feel like I'm at a point where I know the kind of work that I want to continue working on, the kind of projects, the kind, the type of brands that I'd rather work with versus other types. It's good to know those things when you start getting asked for projects, you kind of put your foot down, you know, and yeah. you're like, okay, I, I know I'm not going to take on these kind of jobs. Because oh yeah, there's, you there's wanna, great You want to enjoy no. doing it too. It's not always about the money. Mm. You know, you want to enjoy who you're working with and mm-hmm. what you're creating. You know, I met some stylists who, not met them, but met them online, who uh, naturally transitioned into like costume design for like mm-hmm. films and TV. Mm-hmm. Has that ever like appealed to you? No, I've okay. never. I remember once and I, this was like in high school when I was cutting up my shirts and like having an ex-boyfriend who graffitied. I'd have him graffiti like my shirts, my vans. Those were the days. Yeah, stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I want to become a fashion designer. But then that was just, and I even, you know, my parents got me a sewing machine and I like sewed like this this character from a shirt onto another shirt that was really cool but okay i got over it and it was just like it was it was a phase really you know and i was just like no nah, i don't i don't want to design oh, we're, we're both and then, kids from the 90s yeah <laughs> and then um i was modeling i modeled as a child into my 20s Whoa. so and there were shoots where i was styling myself and then from there i read about even that. even into you know when i moved into new when i moved into when i moved to new york um i was still modeling but it was all mostly for fun it Mm. wasn't something that i was trying to pursue as a career Mm -hmm. but then that's when i started realizing like i'd rather put the outfits together and i didn't know what what a stylist was i literally sat down one morning and googled how to become a wardrobe stylist yeah you gotta work for free yeah and i was you know i was learning online i was self-taught i was learning as i was doing test shoots like i didn't even mm. know what a test shoot what literally after googling i had to find all I didn't of know this what stuff that was out either. Yeah. yeah yeah i had to find all this stuff out and you know how i started my uh portfolio was on model mayhem yes <laughs> do you remember that yes site? I, that's I, where I joined I, too yeah I was on there as a model first and then yeah. I switched my modeling photos over to a styling page because uh-huh. in those photos, that's where I put looks together for myself. Right. That helped? It did. It did okay. help because it was kind of giving the them an rolling. idea. Yeah, like this is what I can do. So I'll just use myself. I didn't know about pools. I didn't know about showrooms. I didn't know 
anything. All uh-huh. I knew is I want to be a wardrobe stylist because they put all the outfits together. What's the best way for a stylist to start when they got like nothing? They don't have a website. They don't have looks. They don't have like reach out to other stylists reach out to them ask questions and assist Mm. yeah just volunteer as much as you can yeah okay because i learned a lot hands-on than i did googling it i learned you know the basics on google and then i was even reaching out to stylists but this was like pre-social media Mm -hmm. when this was like right around instagram the good days yeah, this was like right before Instagram. Before our obsession. And yeah, so I was emailing me. I was, go- when I Googled how to become a wardrobe stylist, wardrobe stylists were popping up and I didn't know the good ones. I didn't know the bad ones. I didn't know the famous ones. I w- the only one I knew of was Rachel Zoe because she that was such familiar. a well-known, she had her own TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you want to be a celebrity stylist? Um, I've worked with celebrities before, but I don't, I don't use the title celebrity stylist. Yeah, I, I mean, I, just I don't use like it fashion either. Fashion stylist. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having. I've worked with them in the past. I don't have any ongoing, consistent mm, yet celebrity. Yes, yes, celebrity clients. But when I do, I want to work with ones that I connect with, and yeah, not just do sure. it for the money. Like I want to connect with this person, like their family. Like yeah. you know, I just do it for the money. But I mean me. that. Of course, you're gonna take on some celebrities because of. You know who they are and of course the money because it's your time it's only fair but i also if i'm going to keep working with someone i want to connect with them too because you yeah, just form yeah, that yeah. bond and it becomes fun because you're you're with them all day yeah. anyway yeah. for two three days so yeah if there's no friendship then i'm not going to sacrifice my values or myself if that person's just real mean of course and just really hard to work with of i don't course. care how big they are i you should not be that way towards anybody right i don't care who you are and you haven't experienced that yet no i haven't well that's good yeah yeah me neither what was your proudest moment oh my proudest moment was not on set and i say that because when i first started really getting into styling i had taken two community college courses one was the history of fashion okay and the other was, I forgot the the name of the class, but it was about dressing different body types. And oh, our final was to make someone over. Oh. Yes. And so this is when I was working at the laboratory out here in California for DOJ. And I picked one of the the girls in my, one of the chemists in my group. And I'm like, hey, can I make you over? And she was all for it. <laughs> and but what i what? did who doesn't want to be made up and what i did is i had her i told her bring in all your stuff that you like to wear and uh. i had to put together a an office outfit a casual outfit and a weekend outfit here we go and so i was like just bring everything in and i'll put it all together and i had to take a before and after yeah the before of her and then the after of each look bonus was that my friend at the time was a hairstylist Oh, and that's helpful. I said, would you be open to cutting and coloring your hair? And she said, yes. So she went in and got her hair cut and colored. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's a big deal for a woman to cut her hair. Yeah. And she looked so good. So she comes in, new haircut, new everything. And I put together her outfits. I get wow. her dressed. And this is when we both got off of work. And you I get her dressed. Uh, yeah, I'll send. I can send you the the uh, the before and afters. Oh wow! The look on her face when she saw the photos yeah. literally melted my heart. Like yeah. it, 
I found so much joy in that. She, she couldn't cried? stop smiling. She could not stop smiling. No, she didn't cry. I mean, I wanted to, but it was a nice Cinderella moment. Yeah, right? it was. Yeah. And she was like, Amia, I'm actually going on a cruise and I'm going to bring these outfits on there. And I'm like, yeah, bring them. And then she was like, can you write down how I'm supposed to dress? Like with my body type, can you write down like the do's and don'ts? And I'm like, yeah, but she was, I've never seen her smile that big. Ear to ear. Yes. That was, I was like, this is why I do it. This is why I do it. And that was a huge moment for me. And other huge mini moments is seeing your work when it's finished. Mm. like especially for magazine editorials yeah when you see the final product and you're just like oh it looks so freaking good yeah. you just it's a it's proud it's proud moments you know wow that's a beautiful story yeah what are some red flags that you look for before you start a project what they're offering financially doesn't match up with what they're expecting Mm, that's a red flag well worded some will expect some luxurious crazy couture pieces for like a fraction of what it even costs to rent it do you know what i mean to pay you for that for the whole entire project it's like yeah. no they're not paying your worth exactly okay how do you like to like uh discuss and collaborate collaborate with the photographer before the shoot just discussing like the concept Mm-hmm. Let me know if you think we should change this or change that or if you can think of anything else. Mm-hmm. I'm open. And then it's a lot of back and forth like that. Okay. Do you prefer shooting? Uh, you said you did stills on yeah. set for movies, right? Yeah. Do you prefer doing that or fashion? Uh, for movies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my first passion ever since I was a kid was always to be a, a film director and that mm. transition to filmmaker and then put directing on pause and then I fell in love with shooting stills about six years ago so I've been pursuing it ever since mm. but I was naive at the time thinking maybe this is a better and easier career to break into than directing nope it's equally hard because there's yeah. all these like rules you have to follow to get in the union to qualify oh yeah same with stylists yeah. the, the hours you need to get on union, yeah. it's hard yeah. yeah it's hard you need a hundred days in three years yeah. yeah it's it's like it has to be good full days it can't be half days makeup hair they deal with the same thing yeah so many factors to it Mm -hmm. i figured shit okay well i'm still in it but i'm not saying it's better than fashion necessarily but fashion is it's a lot of fun it's a great feeling to work with a team Mm -hmm. if you're lucky to have a team Mm -hmm. it's the best like i feel like it's so good when you work with a team you connect with so well yeah and they become a client that you work with consistently. Like, I yeah. love that. It's like family. It's quicker for a client to become a friend than a friend to become a client. True. Right. True. And that's how that flows into what I was saying earlier. When I get, you know, more A-list clients as consistent clients, I want us to connect. Yeah. Like, I want us to it's part become of the hustle. friends. Yeah. I don't want to just do it for the money. Like, this is yeah. a passion. Yeah. That needs to be financed. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, you know, I, I also want to enjoy it. I want to, I'm not saying it's always going to be easy, but I don't have to work with horrible people. No, I don't have to. Amia, this has been very, very fruitful of uh, information, education yeah. and experience and ordeals and yeah. challenges that you've experienced and shared. Um, I didn't hear any failures from you, which is very frustrating. I mean, I've I've had some fails for sure. How did you fail as a stylist? But you're glad it happened. 
Now that's a good question. Because that made you who you are, right? Yeah. I mean, everything that happens that has happened to me as a stylist is part of my my yeah. journey. And you learn a lot along the way. So what happened? But I mean, I guess not fail. You just because sometimes we feel like we fail and it really wasn't a failure or other people see it and they're oh, like, you didn't fail. You're just being hard on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So you never failed. No. That I w- <laughs> pisses me off. You need to go. I'm trying to. I'm really trying to think of. I would say one time I brought. I didn't bring enough looks. Oh. It was very minimal. And this oh, that's was scary. in the beginning years of my styling. Okay, and okay. I didn't bring more Who, than enough. It's like I brought ex- the exact amount. Who chewed you out? No one chewed me out. It was written all over the client's face. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, we'll just do this. It's fine. But it's one of those moments where you're like, I should have brought more. But, I should have known that. But that person was like steaming inside. Yeah. yeah. They were kind of like not friendly. And it was just one well, of that's those. That's better than her, him, her. 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 Yeah. It's always a her. Uh, <laughs> yelling at your face. That's yeah. Better. Better yeah. Yeah. Like making a show about it in front of everyone. Not a show. Just you could just tell. It's just yeah. you could just tell because you're you're up close and personal with the clients as a stylist. Come to think of it, I cannot remember the last time someone truly yelled at me. That would freak the shit out of me. Right? I've never gotten yelled at. But I think regardless of who you are, what age you are, if someone yells in your face, that's horrible. It's unprofessional. Oh, it's beyond that. It's like it's just awful. I mean, it is. I think I would like cry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no one's ever yelled at me. I've yeah. worked with a photographer who kind of, oh was very erratic. <laughs> What's his name? It was a woman. What's her name? I don't honestly. I don't remember her name. You I'm not it a out? person. I'm not a person to name names, but I really don't remember her name. And it was in New Why York. Why are you winking at me? What's her <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> I don't remember her name. Okay, this happened in New York. Why did yeah. she yell? What, what happened? Um. So we were. I remember we were shooting in Brooklyn. It was oh, that's why. during the summer. Oh, that's why. Very hot. That's, there there you was go. no AC. We were in a freight oh, it was elevator. Indoors? Yeah. We were in a freight elevator. <sighs> and you know how you just get hot and bothered. And that's why crime goes up in summers because of the heat. It makes that, you crazy. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Think about it. It makes sense, right? Heat makes you like. True. Agitated like fucking, easily. Yeah. 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 She was just. She wasn't getting the shot she wanted, so she literally threw what was ever what whatever was next to her just across the room and was wow. like, "I don't like this." And she throws it across the this room. This is before and I'm just cancel like, culture, too. Yeah, way before. Okay, and her name is what? I I really don't remember her names, but I'm also even if I did, I wouldn't. I don't like to name names because you, you could tell me in code. <laughs> but she, yeah, but you know she what? Threw she threw it at you. No, 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 no. She oh. just threw it across the room. It wasn't to us. Oh, that's nice of her. But that same day, it was so hot. Even the model like was about to pass out. We had to put paper towels. We had to like wet and put on her, her pressure points, like her wrists, the back of her neck to cool her down because she was in like latex and oh. yeah, all sorts of stuff. It was a really cool shot, but she should have been thing. throwing objects, not yeah. the photographer. But that model was already late too. It was that whole day was just like, I can't stand that yeah how late is late let's get into this i mean late is late right but at the end of the shoot the photographer was very nice and was like hey uh how much do you typically charge i'd love to hire you for another shoot and i was just like 
but also your website is so much different from your social media because i feel like social you're you're posting more than you would actually put on your website sure yeah, yeah. your website it's like less is, is more yeah exactly yeah you've seen my photos oh yes yeah 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 what do you think i could do to improve shoot more no come on yeah see you need to start shooting more fashion <laughs> you well, don't have a lot up okay okay tell me i don't have a thin skin so it's okay just tell me what i can improve um just shooting different concepts they all look the same like they're the same okay concept. different concepts yeah different what else models different walks I am of shooting life. different models bro but like different walks of life culturally racially that all, all different. of it all yeah, of it, yeah all of it because i feel like you don't know your niche yet right because you're you're more into doing stills how did you know that on, on wait a minute sets. how did you know that <laughs> what how did that's I know been a that? problem i've been struggling with like i don't know what my style is well i can i don't have a style i don't think i just try to take good pictures but i don't know i have a i don't have a niche yeah see that's the thing notice how you go on certain uh instagrams and you could tell Yes, yes. The flow, the style of their yeah, work. I You're like, okay, this person knows how to style the, this kind of stuff. I don't have a no. style. So if you really want to get into fashion, then yeah, find your, your niche, which means <sighs> shooting more. Fuck, I suck at this. <laughs> I'm such a loser. But it, fashion can be so much fun because there's so many different I figured concepts. everyone, every other shooter has got it all. Oh, but see, you know, with photographers, you guys have your own You guys? Edits. Guys and gals. I do edit my own You myself. photographers. I'll say photographers because I know all of that, all the acronyms. It's a problem that I edit problem. myself? No, no, no. I'm saying um, a lot of photographers nowadays have their own aesthetic of editing. Yes. You, you ever go on a photographer's Instagram where they have the same... I don't know to I don't know like the terms, yeah, 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 but yeah, like yeah. the same like yeah yeah I don't like um, coloring of the photos yeah yeah I like, gotcha all their photos are dark or all their photos yeah, yeah. have like an orange tone or to this it. one's cold this one's uh, vibrant yeah you um, can tell like their aesthetic that's the only word I can think I don't, of right I now don't. for it I I got nothing for you yeah like I feel like I'm I should stop doing this or photographers that love shooting like certain angles. I figured someone's done that for me. Yeah, yeah. like there's every idea has like, been taken. Basically, I'm the last one to join the party. I wouldn't say every idea is taken. Just do you like find I find you? Am, are you? You're not. You're not shooting enough fashion. You just gotta shoot more. You gotta. You gotta want to do it too. Don't. I do. I do want to yeah. do it, and I, I've been complaining about this to my makeup friends. Getting a stylist to join a team with zero to low budget has been. A very specific mission of mine um, I believe it though. and I truly I'm not nullifying makeup hair and models mm -hmm. but like I told you privately which I'm gonna say publicly like styling stylists when they style head-to-toe they are really the unsung heroes of like a true advertisement of your picture mm -hmm. because like you said that's where your eyes are going mm -hmm. models they look amazing, but they're there to sell the look. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're mm -hmm. all tools mm -hmm. behind the yeah. scenes. Yeah. Not in a negative way. Yeah. Because the word tool no, got I, destroyed. I um, everyone's important. Hair, makeup, Everyone's wardrobe. important. Yeah. But 
at the end of the day, we're selling a product. Exactly. Right. We're yeah. selling the clothes or the yeah. bag or the shoe. Yeah. Or the necklace, whatever. And ourselves, if you think about it, because that's our work. Yeah. I mean, we'll automatically be remembered, but yeah. the consumer, we're trying to fucking hook in their eyes for like get this green jacket, get True. this Chanel bag. True. Yeah. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find someone like you, but like who's like starting out and talented. So they're they're out there. It's it's they're hard. It's hard it's, to find them. Yeah, I tried takes, I tried everything. Research. I tried the hashtag searching, go in private message, I did fit them, I did um or nothing. Asking, yeah. It also could be too, it's just it's a lot of work to be doing for free. Yeah, and I will But I'm saying to like compensate. the new people that are now getting into it, you're I mean, you're gonna have to do some free work. We've all yeah. done it. We've all paid our dues, you know? Um, it's an interesting topic because uh, a few weeks ago, I kind of made the decision, decision to like stop waiting and be like, maybe I'll just take the risk of going to Zara, buy a bunch of shit, kind of like you, like take care of it, go do my shoot, return them. You can always buy and return. I've know, I know of photographers doing that yeah, too. I think I may do that. Do it. This year. Just to get, you know, some more fashion work yeah, put out yeah. there, do it. And but I'm so scared of damaging Just them. Key, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and my my credit score is good, but I don't have a lot of money. Um but yeah, if I damage them, I have to keep them and Well, you're not going to be damaging them the person putting on the clothes right would but be, i paid for them so true but you can always them. tell the model like hey put in some agreement like hey let's make sure we're because we say that to our clients too and to models like hey oh what do you say like if they're wearing um say white and we got to return something back to the showroom where they're very like don't get this dirty or a store where you're trying to return it to get the money back, you definitely don't want to get it dirty. So you're going to remind the model because sometimes they tend to forget or they're not even thinking about it the way we are. Oh, so it's a verbal agreement? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're solely responsible for wardrobe. Sure. But when you put it on the model, you kind of tell them like, hey, you know, don't sit down in these. It's going to get wrinkled or make sure you don't scoot your butt in these pants because it's going to start pilling or you know something like that or yeah yeah or the photographer will be like hey can they sit down in the dirt in that skirt or no in that jacket you have to sometimes yeah it's get a you towel have, if you got to remind people because okay they, they are wearing it you know what i mean they can they can be yeah. responsible while they're wearing it not saying they're <sighs> responsible for paying for it when it comes to showroom because showroom doesn't look at it like that they're like the stylist is responsible not the model you know what? i'm not gonna pull whites yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, maybe like, like ever. White is, yeah, white, white, is, white unless yellow. you want to keep it. No, like if you know you're gonna keep something, then yeah, do I'm not, what I'm you not will, gonna buy. No, I'm not white buying white. Is a little tough. Yeah, no white, no yellow, no pink. I'm not buying all that. I mean, I'm just gonna do black. Black is nice. <laughs> black is chic. Well, Amia, this has been uh, fascinating. I'm saying my second goodbye now. And uh, thank you for coming all the way down here. You're welcome. Uh, I'm going to get you out of here before the storm comes, which is terrible. And uh, hopefully, yeah, one day we'll be like working on the same thing in Italy yeah. or or Paris. Or come back on a podcast and be like, guess what? Yeah, I'm down for a sequel. Yeah. And we, you know, let each other know what's been going on since the last time we talked and what we've been working on and where we've traveled to. Yeah. How <laughs> mysterious. Okay. Well, thanks for coming. And, uh, and what model you end up marrying. <laughs> yeah, right. That'll be serendipitous. <laughs> she has to be cool, though, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah 
you know, all, not all male photographers are bad people, folks. Um, but yeah, we'll I see. agree. Yeah. Okay. Well, you take care of yourself. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye.